ladies and gentlemen, in your lifetime and in my lifetime, we have gone all the way in the culture from Madonna singing Papa Don't Preach into the churches and the churches are saying preachers don't preach. The time will come when they will have itching ears and they will turn their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables myths. But Paul gives a word concerning apostasy and with a note of urgency he says to the young preacher, Preach the word! That's what God wants the preacher to do in this day. Chapter number 6. And we'll begin reading in verse number 1. And as we begin reading uh, in chapter number 1 of this book, uh, Nehemiah comes under a burden because of the condition of God's people and God's work. The remnant had returned from Babylonian captivity to go and to rebuild the temple of Jerusalem under Ezra, and the wall that would be built around Jerusalem under Nehemiah. And he's, when we come to chapter 1 of this book, he gets the report from some of his brethren that is down in Jerusalem that the work has stalled. That's where you get the prophecy of Haggai. He's prophesying to the remnant to continue on. and The prophecy of Zechariah to finish building God's work. He hears that the work has stalled and that really much of Jerusalem still lies in waste, and the wall is in ruin. And you know what happens when he hears about how the people of God and the work of God has stalled and is suffering? He comes under a burden for the name of God, the glory of God, and God's work and God's people. And can I say, it is that simple. That is why we are in gospel ministry. We have a desire for God to be glorified. We have a desire for the work of God to continue on and forward and the people of God to be helped. That burden changes in chapter number 2 to an actual beginning or an initiation of doing something about it. Nehemiah didn't just hear the report. He didn't just get under a burden about what was going on, but he thought to himself, I cannot sit in the comfort of Sushan the palace and the people of God and the work of God languish. I've got to do something about it. And he began praying. By the way, if you're going to do anything for the Lord, you must start with the Lord. Everything begins with God. And so he seeks the Lord and then he goes to the king and the king grants him leave to go down and to, to survey the wall. And then you get to chapter number 3 and at night he goes around the wall and he recognizes what needs to be done and how it can be done. And the work commences and the work ensues. And literally from chapter number 4 to the 6th chapter, every turn of the page in the rebuilding and reconstruction of the wall of Jerusalem, Nehemiah was facing some manner of opposition and some manner of obstacle. And now the burden that he began with really comes into question. And why I I'm here is what I'm doing worth it was I really sure about the hand of God that was good upon me because every way he turns he is being opposed and the work of God is being obstructed and that is where we come to chapter 6 verse 1 that came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian 
And the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall and that there was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates, that Sanballat and Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. You see, up until this chapter, all the attacks... All the assaults had come in a very forward manner. They mocked him. They maligned him. They said it would never be done. The work could never be. And if he did build the wall, if a fox went up, it would fall apart. And so all their attacks was very much a, a full frontal assault. But here the tactic changes. It is much more deception. In one sense of the word, Satan was coming as a roaring lion. But now he's coming as an angel of light. And that is why we have to be sober and we have to be vigilant. And so notice the response of Nehemiah in verse number 3. And I sent messengers unto them. And if you have your pen or pencil or highlighter and you want to make a mark in your Bible, underline or underscore this phrase. Nehemiah said, I am doing a great work. And I'd like you to look at those three words, a great work. And I want to remind you tonight that if you are saved and you are a member of a local New Testament church, you are a part of a great work. Can I say this? The greatest work that is going on this side of heaven is God's work. You know what kept Nehemiah on the wall? Because he recognized the task that he had was greater than any other opportunity presented him in life. He recognized he was doing a great work. And so he said, I'm doing a great work so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease whilst I leave it and come down to you? Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, and I answered them after the same manner. If the tactic doesn't change, the truth doesn't change. It is the truth that anchors us to our task. Verse number five, then sent Sanballat his servant unto me in like manner, the fifth time with an open letter in his hand, wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen, and Gashmu saith it, that thou and the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king according to these words. And thou hast also appointed prophets to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, There is a king in Jerusalem, and now shall it be reported to the king according to these words. Come now, therefore, and let us take counsel together. Then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou feignest them out of thine own heart. For they all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened from the work that it be not done. I want you to note tonight that it is Satan's desire to scare you out of your walk with God. It is Satan's desire to scare you out of your work for the Lord. Can I say it to you this way? Satan is the original terrorist. You see, the thief cometh not but to, ste to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And the Bible said that Jesus said of Satan that he abode not in the truth from the beginning and that he was a murderer from the beginning. Yes, before there was Al-Qaeda, before there was the Taliban, before there was ISIS, there was the original terrorist, and that is Satan. He lurks in fear. Fear is the opposite of faith, and anything that he can do to scare 
tear you out of your walk with God and to cause you to cease your work for the Lord, he will employ that tactic because he wants to scare you or make you be afraid from continuing in the Lord. Verse number 9. Listen what Nehemiah says. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. I love it. Nehemiah lived in a state of prayer. By the way, he was surrounded by his enemies. He was building in the midst of opposition. Sound familiar? We're living in a hostile climate. We're living in a hostile world. But I'm glad God has prepared a table for us in the midst of our enemies. Amen. He says in verse number 10 afterward, I came into the house of Shammai, the son of Delilah, the son of, you read it, who was shut up. And he said, let us meet together in the house of God within the temple and let us shut the doors of the temple for they will come to slay thee. Yea, in the night will they come to slay thee. And I said, should such a man as I flee? And who is there, God help me? And who is there that being as I am would go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. I'm reminded of what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 1. And that is that the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. Nehemiah said, you got the wrong guy. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to go away from the work of God. I have a task. I have been assigned. I'm doing a great work. Verse number 12. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him but that he pronounced this prophecy against me. For Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. Therefore was he hired that I should be afraid, and do so in sin, and that they might have matter of an evil report, that they might reproach me. And again he prays, My God, think thou upon Tobiah and Sanballat, according to these their works, and on the prophetess Noadiah, and the rest of the prophets that would have put me in fear. Verse 15. So the wall was finished in the 20 and 5th day of the month Elul in 50 and 2 days. And it came to pass that when all our enemies heard thereof and all the heathen that were about us saw these things, they were much cast down in their own eyes. And I think you should note this. For they perceived that this work was wrought of our God. Do you remember the early days of the church where there was great Jewish opposition to the work of the church, and they were trying to stamp out and stomp out and silence the witness of the resurrection. See, the whole, all of Jerusalem knew Jesus had been crucified. But what the disciples were saying was, yes, you put him to death, but God raised him up. And then they were filling in the blanks as to why he was put to death and why he was buried and why he was raised. And there come a point of persecution and opposition where Gamaliel said to those who were in authority in the Jewish religious culture, he said, look guys, here's the reality. If this is a work of God, you cannot overthrow it. And I just want to remind you tonight that if you're doing God's work, if you are a laborer together with God, if you are yoked with the Lord Jesus Christ and you are walking with the Lord and you are working for the Lord, yes, we may struggle along and yes, opposition and obstacles are always abounding, but the reality is this, Jesus Christ, who is the chief cornerstone, precious and elect, has already said, I will build my church and the the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I am convinced.
convinced tonight in the 21st century Jesus Christ is still working. He is still building. He is still blessing that the church is God's work, that the gospel is God's word. And when you enter into God's work and you enter into gospel work, you are doing a great work. And tonight, can I just simply say, if you're saved and newly baptized and just become a member of a church, or if you've been walking with Jesus for decades, if you're preaching or pastoring, or if you're just trying to be faithful to God, if you're walking with the Lord in the light of His Word and you're serving in the local New Testament church that God has made you a part of, shout it from the housetop. You are involved in the greatest thing this side of heaven. You are involved in the work of Almighty God. Amen. I just want to tell you tonight, you're doing a great work. You're a part of a great work. And don't quit the great work that you're doing. Satan's goal is to cause the work of God to cease wherever he can, among whomever he can. He attacks us. He exalts us. He's full of hate. He's the essence of evil. And he's always operating his diabolical and devious plans to stop what you and I are doing. But we've got to have the heart and the mindset of Nehemiah. What kept him tethered? What kept him anchored to that wall? Opposition was coming. Listen, he had a sword in one hand and a trowel in the other. At any moment, his enemies might rush them. But what was it when they come and solicited him to come down from the wall? What was it that kept him from coming down? It was that he knew in his heart, in the depths of his soul, that what he had begun, what he had entered into, was something that was great, was something that was meritorious and noteworthy. And I know the days grow long. And I know sometimes the night seems like it's always there. And weeping is enduring during the night. But I just want to say to you, if God's hand is upon you, if God has initiated the work. If you are working with the Lord, stone on stone, everywhere around that wall, you are doing a great work. It might not be great in the eyes of men. It might not be great in the eyes of the world. It might not even be great in the eyes of your preaching circles. I don't care if you're involved in gospel work. It's God's work. And God's work is great work. And so strengthen your heart. And strengthen your hands. Though Satan beseech you. Though the devil deceive you. Though he wants to put you in fear. Why why don't we say like Nehemiah, I am doing a great work. Amen. Amen. Verses 1 and 2, we see the solicitation of Sanballat. Verses 2 through 4, we see the sobriety of Nehemiah. He's discerning. Verse 3, he says, he's dedicated. He's doing a great work. Verse 4, he's determined. They sent unto him after this sort four times. If you think Satan is just going to leave you alone indefinitely, it's never going to happen. The world, the flesh, and the devil is always there opposing and obstructing. There's no way around it. If you have started with God, you've got a good start. But if you're ever going to get to verse 15, so the wall was finished. If you're ever going to finish what God has started with you, you're going to have to stay with God Himself. And I just got a, a, I got a good reference for that too. Being confident of this very thing. That He which hath begun a good work in you 
shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I got another good verse. We love quoting Ephesians chapter 2, verse 89. For by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourself is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. But what about verse 10? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works. You know what that means? It's what the old song says the kids sing. It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars. But the reality of it is, he is still chipping away. He is still molding and making you after the image of his son. He is predetermined. He is predestined to conform you into the image of Jesus Christ so that we can say, and we know all things work together for good to them who love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Nehemiah said, I'm doing a great work. Sanballat, I'm doing a great work. Tobiah, I'm doing a great work. I'm not coming down. I'm not backing up, letting up, or stepping down. I'm doing a great work. Somebody say amen. I want to tell you tonight, we might not be great, but our Savior is. Our name ain't great, but His name is. Our word ain't great, but His word is. Our house isn't always great, but His house is. I'm glad tonight we are a part of the eternal work of our eternal God in the midst of time. And just like Nehemiah, what will keep you tethered to the wall is the timeless truth that God's work is a good work. It's a great work. And we're doing a great work tonight. All we need to do is keep going forward with Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm doing a great work. The solicitation... The sobriety, verse 15, the steadfastness of Nehemiah. So the work, so the wall was finished. 52 days after they began building, the wall was done. Now look, someone had come by after the 52 days and just thought, man, that's amazing. There's no doubt when the wall was finished, there was rejoicing. And the enemies around them probably heard that the wall was put up. And no doubt Jews in Babylon probably heard that the wall was done. They come and this is great. This is amazing. It's just wonderful. And in the mind's eye of everybody who didn't participate, it just happened. And it, and it had to be easy because it looks easy when it's done. I'm going to tell you tonight, I don't care where you go or where it's at. Would to God somebody would tell you, every field's a hard field. Because of Satan, Satan has a domain of darkness that he doesn't want defeated. You hear people say, well, I got a hard field. Friend, they're all hard. Well, you just don't know what I'm dealing with. We're all dealing with the same stuff. I don't care. You can go to any great church, any great school, any great whatever. And I want you to know you'll find at the bottom of that some man and some woman who simply said, I'm laboring together with God. What he has put in my heart to do, it came from him. It never began with me. I didn't have the idea of having this or having that or making this or making that. It was God that summons me. It was God that called me. It was God that saved me. I'm serving at his disposal and I'm going to keep chipping away because because he's still chipping away. And I want you to know one day at a time, one night at a time, one stone at a time, one thought at a time, the wall goes up. And then one day you turn around and you look back and you say, wow, look what's erected. Look what's been put up. All because somebody in the heat of the battle, in the darkness of the night, when Satan and the sin, when, when Satan was roaring and sin was raging, somebody simply said, I cannot come down. There's a work to be done. There's 
There's a crown to be won. There's a race to be run. And I am doing glory to God tonight. Listen tonight. Ain't nobody in here special except Jesus. And everything he touches is special. I don't ever want to hear you or hear me. I hate all the big church, little church talk. That's disgusting. Man, if you're opening the Bible and you're preaching the name that's above every name and you're walking in the light of the Lord and you're singing His songs, no matter how simple it is, no matter how grand it is, it's a great work because it's God's work. Do you know why Nehemiah could say the wall was finished? Because he did not come down when Sanballat and Tobiah was mocking him and maligning him and making light of what they were building. They did not come down when the tactic changed and he began to seduce and to try to get him to come down. I just want you to know tonight, you're doing a good work. If you're doing gospel work, you're doing God's work. If you're sharing the name that's above every name, if you're walking with the Lord in the light of His Word, don't listen to the one who wants to put you in fear and to cause you to stumble and to ruin your testimony and walk away from the church of the living God, which is the pillar and ground of the truth. Why don't you just go ahead and anchor yourself to the anchor of your soul and say, I'm going to be sure and steadfast because He is sure and steadfast, be unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It is not in vain what you're doing tonight. You say, I've given out so many gospel tracts. I've prayed so many prayers. Yes, and it's all in Jesus' name. And your Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee. Uh, he, will, he will reward thee open, openly. And if he doesn't, he'll reward you otherwise. You're doing a great work. Every Christian in here that's walking with the Lord, no matter what your perception of you is. By the way, we'd do a whole lot better in our Christianity if we thought less of us and more of Christ. You don't have to get the, oh, I'm just, and I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Just a few weeks ago, I'm driving on the road and I was, have you ever had all the people you want to see saved, saved? No. It don't matter what I do. I always think. There's more to be done. And so I'm just laymen. I'm going down the road. My wife's in the vehicle with me. I'm just, I'm laymening. Not seeing somebody saved or more people saved. She said, yeah, you, you just baptized last Sunday. You know, here, here comes the wife. You, you just baptized the Sunday before that. I guess that teenager didn't count. What about that church kid? I guess, guess that church kid didn't count. I was like, ah, hush. All I'm saying is I want to see more people saved. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. If you're walking in Jesus' name, are you listening? If you're walking in Jesus' name, if you're making Christ known, if you are praying, if you just love the Lord Jesus, that's the Christian life. Christ in you, the hope of glory, that's the Christian life. The Christian life is not a series of do's and don'ts. The Christian, the Christian life is done. Jesus is, <laughs> the work is done. He lives in you. He's living through you. That is the Christian life. It is obeying Him because you love Him, following Him because He's worthy to be followed. If you are following Him, if you love Him, the longer you serve Him, the sweeter it grows. It's just going to get better between here and glory. We're getting closer to home. I just want you to know, don't quit. Don't stop. Don't get out. Don't throw in the towel. Don't say it's not worth it. I don't even know why I'm doing this. I study. I pray. I preach. I'm suffering. It's hard. Yes, I know. But if the wall's ever going to go up, it's going to go up in the midst of 
the enemy is just going to go up in the midst of opposition. It's going to go up in the heat of battle. And we've got to have somebody that has a deep-seated conviction in their heart. It's worth it because the work I'm doing is raw to God. I didn't save myself. I didn't call myself. I didn't put myself in the gospel ministry. It is Jesus that saved me. It is Jesus that called me. It is Jesus that put me in the gospel ministry. And press on and keep on until you finish what God has set in motion in your life. Amen. You're doing a great work if you're doing God's work. God's work is gospel work. What kept Nehemiah tethered to that wall till the wall was built was the conviction that what he's doing is great because it was wrought of God. The church is God's idea, God's institution. The gospel is God's message. We are a part of the church. We are preaching the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you're involved in that as a member of a local church or now you're serving in a local church, I don't care what your title is or what your task is. I can tell you, if it's handling the three-year-old's diapers back there, you are doing a great work. I cannot come down. I'm sorry. Did you come to me five times saying you want me to come down and meet you in the plane of, oh, no? Oh, no. I am doing a great work, and it will cease if I take time to come down to your conference meeting. I want to continue on with Jesus. I'm going to tell you tonight that has to be our mindset. So much distractions and so much to detract. We just need to have the single eye, single heart, single mind view. I'm doing a great work. And just keep doing that great work. Let's pray. Father, I pray in all of our hearts tonight that it would be settled. Husband, wife, mom, dad, children, pastor, Sunday school teacher, wherever we're at in our walk with you, that if we are walking with you and we are, we are participating in your church, that we're doing a great work. Strengthen both our hearts and hands for your name's sake so that we can finish. God, I want to finish. I want every pastor in this room to finish, every Christian leader to finish, every Christian to finish well. And by your grace, I believe you can preserve us and present us faultless before your throne. Help us now in Christ's holy name to continue. Oh, praise God in the heritage of the servants of the Lord. It's in your name I pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. The Just Good Preaching Podcast is an Unseen Hand Media production. This podcast is on all the most popular podcasting apps, so be sure to subscribe. And while you're at it, be sure to stop over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review so that others can find these messages. For more information about the Just Good Preaching podcast and many other podcasts, go to ronniebrown.net forward slash unseen. That is ronniebrown.net forward slash unseen. Thank you so much for listening.